Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron. And today we have a different episode than usual. Today we have the average listener. I've always wanted to get just an average person on the podcast just to see what they do when they trade, how they trade, what their trading is like, their biggest wins, their biggest losses, some of their ideas, philosophies, and just, you know, get to know them. These are the people that listen to this podcast. These are you guys. And you know what? I always want to talk to you guys just one-on-one, see what's going on, see how, what your take is on the crypto world. Well, today I found one and this is Job Plus. Job Plus is in Germany. We had a Skype call and I'm very excited to have this conversation with him. It's coming up right now. But before that, please go to iTunes, rate us, leave us a comment. It helps us move us up the ranks and so people can find us a little better. Anyway, without further ado, here is Job Plus. All the music is selected by him. These are the songs that he wanted with his interview. Enjoy. We'll see you after the program. So how do you say your name? Job or Job? Um, so the, the, the Dutch pronunciation is Job, but whatever like is most comfortable for you. Like I'm working with a lot of international people, so I've been basically like learn to reach to what uh to, to listen to whatever is the closest to that so but it's it's yob yeah exactly that's exactly right yeah yob and is, the last name is is plus yeah that's correct all right cool man that's cool good. that's good cool well nice to meet you so so yob tell me who you are where, where you're from and how did you get into crypto been uh, uh, born and raised in the Netherlands in uh, the beautiful city of uh, of Groningen. Um, it's it's a very cool student city in the north of uh, of the Netherlands. And uh, yeah, I've been studying there. I've uh, done my semester abroad uh, in Taiwan. So uh, yeah, it was pretty fun for me to to live uh, in Taiwan for oh, a right year on. back then. You lived in yeah. Taiwan. What part? Yeah, uh, in Taipei. Oh, okay, cool. How, how long did you live yeah. here? Uh, for about half a year. Oh, right on, man. You learned Chinese yeah, over here, was- or was it just for? At the university there, and uh, just half a year, just uh, just business uh, course. I, I had a little bit of Chinese. Uh, I have my my Chinese name and stuff that uh, like the, the the teacher gave us one. So it was a lot of fun, and I have still some great friends in Taiwan now living. Um, so yeah, that was an, an amazing experience there. Right on, man. Right on. I'm sorry to. I'm right. sorry. I I just get excited about the conversation, so I cut people right. off. So. Just, just, yeah, yeah, just, just, just start back in where you left off. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So basically, I did my year abroad and um, and finished my studies in 2012. Then I moved to Germany. Um, I now work for AdBlock Plus. Um, yeah, a lot of people actually know know our product. Um, it's it's an ad blocker for for your browser that just removes all of the annoying ads. And okay. yeah, there's been a been a great adventure to work work for that uh, for the company. So we started with six people back in 2012, and uh, th- about three months back uh, we've hired our hundredth employee. So oh, we've right been on. Man. growing very fast and yeah that's uh, that's really amazing and uh, really loving loving the ride so to say so you're one of the original people from the company so uh, I'm, I'm not like the, the 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 official founder so the the, the founder and the original developer of Apple plus they started a little bit earlier but um when they made their first like three hires i was one of those three hires back in september 2012 so right uh, yeah been working hard to really make ad blocking uh, as mainstream as possible and uh, yeah that's uh, that's been a great great ride with with ad blocking and I'm mm-hmm. sorry for my ignorance on this. Is oh, there sure. any way blockchain can work with ad blocking? 
Right. So uh, it is one of the things that we uh, we are a little bit looking into. Uh, one of our competitors, um, maybe you know uh, Brave uh, from the, the Brave browser. Um, they have their better attention token. Okay. Um, so basically what they're offering is they have like their mobile browser and that runs like on, on blockchain. So or at least the online advertising part. So um, their idea is to really make the user participate in the value exchange. And that is not something... Um, that users are currently really are um, because you know you're just being shown ads and in return you get like free content but they make like also um, to, to give you a few of those better attention tokens if you're exposed to a certain type of advertisements there. oh wow that's so really it's, cool. it's a, yeah it's, it's a pretty interesting uh, interesting idea and I think like also blockchain for online advertising is is going to be a pretty big disruptive disruptive force um, I've been a few months back to um, a few months, actually last one, there was uh, uh, the Digital Marketing um, uh, Expo in Cologne. It's the biggest online uh, advertising event. And so many of the startups there, uh, like blockchain and, and, and everything there. Um, of course, a lot of the time it's just buzzwords. They just want to have that on their banners, of course, if you start to look into it a little bit more. Right, right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those industries that is uh, is ripe for disruption, I'd say. So is, is this um, blockchain ad blocking, um, is this a decentralized browser or is it, how, how does that work? Instead of having ads like pop up, you know, I need condoms or I need, I guess that's what's popping up on my browser. I don't know. Right, right, right. Right. You're, you're actually investing in this token. So you, I, I don't quite understand no, that. So, so the idea is, I'm, I'm talking about a competitor here. So I, I'm, I, I'm I, I apologize. Uh, I apologize. No, no, it's, it's okay. So the idea is like as a, as a, as a user, you install their browser and then um, you are going to be exposed to some of the advertisements that, uh, that, that you will find like on a website. So for example, if you go to your favorite uh, website um, and like your normal banners are being shown um, now they have like a different ad than you would normally see so they I inject see. i think like a different like advertisement here so they kind of really control the value chain so the advertisers just like pays like the dollar that would usually go to the publisher the website that you mm -hmm. visit but then also like 10 percent or something would siphon off uh, in uh, using like the, the their attention token um and that's how you uh, are, are being being paid i see okay interesting interesting so how did you get yeah. into in, into cryptocurrency what was right. your start? Yeah, so um, basically my, my introduction to cryptocurrency was back in 2014. Um, yeah. That was, I think, um, uh, or th 13 even when the, the first time that uh, Bitcoin broke through the $1,000 right. uh, mark at the time. Um, so then it kind of like automatically made it into my tech news feed. Well, at the time, I was just basically interested in the monetary aspect of it. Basically, I waited very patiently until it went back to $500, and then I bought my first little uh, bit of Bitcoin. Right on, man. Um, yeah, that was that was good. Um, but then it kind of like went down to three hundred fifty dollars for I think a year, or almost two right. years. And yeah, was... then I made the the really big mistake that I kind of lost interest. As I said, this was at the time really just a monetary. But did you uh, sell? Aspect. I did. I did. Oh. I saw it, it went. It oh. went up. Yeah. So this is one of my uh, my mistakes, and I'm happy to talk about that. Um, so always hodl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I sold it when, because like when it went up, I think it was in May this year, uh, or a little bit earlier, even March, uh, when it went up like to like $800, $900, and I, I like, don't I have some Bitcoin somewhere? And I had it, and it was like, oh, I made a few hundred bucks, I'm just going to sell it. Like, that's great, I'm going to oh, pay okay. for my holiday this way. Yeah. And that's what I did. And of course, I have no idea where we are, uh, like today, being like, what is it, $5,800? So yeah. yeah, that was really my my first first step into, into Bitcoin and into cryptocurrencies. But yeah, um, I think the second time uh, that I really got into it, and that's that's really I think started like three or four months ago. And with me, a lot of my friends and colleagues, everybody is now on a very different level of like wanting to get in cryptocurrencies. And for me, 
I've been reading up on it like so much more, following the right people on Twitter, uh, going to you know Reddit, all of those kind of like places. Listen to your podcast to kind of like keep, uh, continuously learn and develop myself in this space. Okay. And now I have a little bit more of a fundamental understanding of the technology. And now it's it's now for me just great to be part of it. And it's it's I'm not gonna lie that the the monetary aspect is still there, but it's it's for me it's 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 on the on the second place right now. No, it's man, just I'm, being. I'm totally with you that. It's, it's, it's about investing as well. And that's one of the reasons why I am so much of an advocate for it. It's because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's the average people like, you know, you or me, just people with jobs to have a couple hundred bucks could go out there and right. do something with that money. That's amazing. We never had this opportunity before. What are you most excited about in cryptocurrency right now? So to make draw a little bit of a parallel with like ad blocking, ad blocking, like, started off as just this very nerd tech savvy you know product that was just installed right. by a by a few hundred thousand users uh, um, five or eight years ago right. um and the whole online advertising industry you know it's it's a terrible industry they just for years they just like smashed like as many annoying advertisements in in the user experience of users and they literally broke almost the web with their advertisements and then at some point users really started to see that they could take charts they could take control and you know they installed ad blocks to remove those annoying ad formats mm-hmm. um I think we're kind of like at the same point there with crypto. I love the the pure disruptive character of it. Like mm-hmm. those huge established industries, they, uh, you know, that have been able to make billions and billions of dollars over the last right. years without doing any innovation or putting the, their customer first. Um, I think the remittance industry is always a great example for that. Um, where people that that work really really hard um, and to say to send like a few hundred bucks back home every every month in a lot of poor countries they pay I think like thirty forty dollars of like transaction fees uh, yep. if not higher um, and I think those kind of industries they really deserve to be to be disrupted so for me that exactly. that really that disruptive character I I love that I love industries being disrupted and I think blockchain and and uh, a lot of the cryptocurrencies some of the projects what you see are doing exactly that which currency are you excited about right now what if you were going to go into your trading platform first of all what was what what platform do you use what are you trading with and what was your first one which one do you think is the best and when you go there what are you buying and what are you holding so the first uh, the first platform I did my first trade was on Mt. Gox. <laughs> okay. So, right. Yeah. Um, yep. it, it, it was a different time back then. Yeah, it was a different time. Exactly. That's where 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 I came off. Like now, I'm 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 mostly doing um, my um, my transactions on on, on Bittrex and uh, and on Kraken mm-hmm. uh, and Coinbase. Of course, in Europe, it's great to you know deposit your euros and get uh, get Bitcoin in return. Right. Um, in Europe, sure. but uh, w- yeah. one second, I want to cut you off. Is mm-hmm. Coinbase good? for uh, depositing your euro and getting it back out to your bank. It, it works pretty well. The only thing is there is a little bit of a delay. Um, I think of like uh, between one and two working days. Okay. Um, so that can be, of course, very annoying, especially what that happened when the whole China dip, uh, you know, right, uh, right. a few few weeks back. Uh, you know, you have to act fast and then you kind of like have to wait for, for a business day, which in crypto uh, can cost you a lot of money. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sorry for uh, interrupting. I was just no, really no, curious about that sorry. one. Yeah, yeah, no. So, and actually, I, I think they, they published a blog post, like, I think one or two days ago that they make now uh, transactions like instant, but yes. I'm not sure. It looked like that was for US only. I'm, I'm actually not sure uh, if that applied to Europe too, but um, yeah, I have to, to read up on that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. 
Yeah, let's see. Um, and the next time I'm going to deposit something, I'll, I'll I'll find out. I guess uh, whether it's faster or not. Yeah, right. Well, let us let us know at Crypto One One so we can spread the word. Okay, anyway, you're on Big Tricks. What are you buying? Started because um, there are so many interesting projects out there. Also, a lot of like crappy projects. So um, what I try to do is try to force myself into a position to really focus first on 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 the big three: uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin, mm-hmm. to kind of have the majority of my holdings in that area. So right. kind of like building up my portfolio, as you would do with a stock portfolio. Um, so kind of like, you know, those are the safe bets, so to say. Um, so I, I'm very interested in, in a few of those uh, cryptocurrencies that have really that um, uh, that make it like as anonymous as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So Monero and, right. and Zcash um, are two projects that I think um, there's there's a huge, huge value uh, for, for for those uh, projects. So um, I think um, if you like it or not, but of course, like the Silk Road and all those kind of like places, it's kind of where you see the real actual uh, use cases because a lot of those projects are you know what they could potentially do in a certain amount of years but then you can actually see it already being put to work and um i think that is um yes maybe not the best use case but it is at least a tangible use case then let's see i have sorry i'm sorry Go ahead, go ahead. I thought that China is uh, an amazing country, would have been uh, for, for cryptocurrencies. Um, um, I've, for, for, for my work, I, I, I sometimes go to Asia and it's for me, it's unbelievable to see like in, in China, you, it, people don't use cash anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like everything uh, they, they pay with WeChat right. and, and, Alipay, and other apps. Yep. Alipay, even vending machines, you know, yep. they have their, their QR codes. And um, so I, I, I thought like China would be an amazing, you know, uh, country for... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for uh, a lot of the cryptocurrencies and a lot of like the project to actually start off. So I, I, I got some NEO and some uh, and some, uh, some OMG, um, which okay. are two projects that I, that I really liked. Um, but of course, now everything in China is a bit more bit more difficult. But uh, yeah, let's see how that's uh, that's uh, that's going to progress. I still am hopeful that the Chinese government is going to backtrack a little bit. Yeah.
I have a philosophical question for you. Right. And it's actually been on my mind. I don't know how people think about it. Bitcoin is going through another hard fork with the Segway 2X. Right. I don't know how much how much you know about it, but it was decided basically by a handful of people to go through this scaling to get Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is right. turning more into a centralized kind of uh, currency. We see how beneficial a centralized bank or currencies or whatever work for people like in China. So like, right. like we just said, WeChat, you can pay anywhere, the convenience store, the vending machines, the taxis, right. out to dinner, anywhere. Wouldn't right. it be more beneficial for everybody just to centralize a bank, get an app, scan QR codes all over the world and just have the banks deal with it? Or are you really for this decentralization? No, I'm, I'm absolutely for the decentralization because I think banks is, is I, I think we've, we've tried it over the last decades. And, uh, you know, um, of course, they've been doing some good stuff. Like, but I, I do think that the whole crisis that happened in 2008, you know, um, almost like triggering the Satoshi white paper, like in 2009, right. uh, you know, after a, that huge crisis. And we're still picking up the parts from that. And right. um, that whole industry um, just said that we're going to do better. But like, there is no evidence that that is happening. Nobody has right. been going to jail for for you know literally making trillions evaporate um within within uh, uh time for a few weeks so i yeah. think i think um there's always going to be a role for banks but i do believe that this bottom-up decentralized money exchange is going to be like incredibly important and again falling back to the remittance industry um uh, example i think yeah there's so much so much room for for disruption there and uh yeah i think that can only benefit the the um us the people what is one of your biggest mess ups in the crypto space so far besides selling bitcoin right. at at 500 or 800 <laughs> whatever you sold it yeah 800 dollars yeah i think it was loud yeah yeah i think it was like a, man that's okay you know what that's really okay after I holding know, for I, a year at when it was like you know what 300 it's like right right no it's it is um so i i think two um two mistakes so one is definitely not like hodling onto my very very cheap bitcoin um and the second was <laughs> And that kind of like goes back to you to, to the whole like S2X hard fork. Um, Bitcoin Cash um, at the time in August, right before that happened, like it's it's one of those things as a as a newcomer to to crypto, it's very confusing those hard forks. Mm -hmm. It is very confusing, right? Um, you know, to follow follow that debate, which can now especially if you see like if you're on Twitter, like almost all of the main stakeholders in crypto have their no S2X like uh, you know right. tag next to their name, and the debate <laughs> yeah. gets like very high, and it's hard to be able to really objectively inform yourself about this. But at the time, like I thought maybe Bitcoin Cash is gonna become the new Bitcoin. Mm. So I actually went out of my way to buy some Bitcoin Cash. And of course that just like literally broke broke down to what is now $300 or something. So that is, I think also a big mistake, but that is, I don't wanna say it's my personal mistake. It's just kind of almost like, it's it's just hard to to really yeah, right. understand what is what is going on with those forks and and what is going to be the new Bitcoin. And I thought there was like a technical reason or a product reason almost why Bitcoin Cash would actually prevail over Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, you know the the, the shorter shorter uh, times, uh, the low transaction fees. But yeah, that was that was apparently a wrong call. So then you bought it in uh, Bitcoin Cash around six hundred then, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. Six fifty. Yeah, Wait, I think it, was. it can still get up there. It could be like your your old Bitcoin. I know, I know. You never, you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, I kind of like lost trust. But I'm, I'm, I'm not making the mistake of like selling out early. I'm just hodling, hodling, hodling. Okay, <laughs> so with that, if, with that um, experience under your belt, 
a lot right. of people are getting confused. A lot of you know newcomers in the game. It's very hard to even keep track of one coin to figure out all oh. the fud, the hype, the rumors, oh. this, that, the other thing. What's your one advice to somebody that's getting into the game, wants to put some money in? First of all, even though there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of things going on, um, there's also some great resources out there. Uh, identify them, follow them on Twitter, subscribe to the right subreddits. Um, there's a lot of great information out there. Some YouTube channels are, are really good. Some podcasts uh, can be very helpful. And try to you know continuously learn and trying to be like at the forefront of like the debates when it comes to like any of the of the new uh, the new hard forks. And um, what for me um, also helps is if you're playing around if you get into it like it kind of like forces you to study to read upon it so right. I, I i genuinely see it as kind of like a uh, a gamified education almost right. uh, because i love <laughs> the technology maybe at some point my, my career will take me this way and right now i'm being forced you know to to actually uh, look into all of the different projects just be on top of it and it really forces you to educate yourself as much as possible and i think that's that's actually great so what are your what are your top resources you said you know um resources online twitters uh podcasts which ones do you right. recommend um, so I'm reasonably active on Twitter. Um, I think Twitter is actually a great starting point because you, um, I have my own crypto uh, currency list that I that I made uh, with like um, what what I so far identified as in, uh, as important people, and that just um, a lot of the the Bitcoiners are very um, active on Twitter. Even like founders like Mr. Lee from from Litecoin is on there, and um, there, there's a lot of debates also happening on Twitter. So it really gives you a great overview of what is going on, and people share great links and great resources. They're uh, more trustworthy than you would maybe be able to find through one of those Telegram groups or Slack right. groups because there there is a lot of yeah I don't know uh, shilling going on and uh, yeah you have to be very careful you know who to trust and who not. So who is that one person that you said there's a lot of people on, on online that you follow you have a list of people who's that one person that you really respect when they say something on Twitter or wherever you're looking you go. I'm going to listen right. to that, and that's what I'm going to run with. Um, I actually have to get back to um, uh, Vitalik uh, Buterin from, from like the Ethereum project. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he is one of the most respected people in the in, in the industry. Um, also, what he did with the Ethereum is really allowing to the industry to really scale up and so many more projects, innovations to actually you know become part of like the, the whole blockchain revolution or whatever you want to call it. So I think, yeah, when... Whatever he is doing is, I think, um, um, yeah, something you should definitely pay attention to. So there's always the, deb the debate of NEO or Ethereum. They're kind right. of like doing the, the smart contracts thing. Right. Which, one, which one are you with? Are you an ETH guy or a, or a NEO guy? So I would give like the leg up to uh, to Ethereum right now because they are not as big in China as as Neo um, uh, is or at least is orig originating from. So I would I would put right now my money on on Ethereum, but keep a close eye on Neo. Right on, right on. And I have this annoying echo in my earphones. I can hear myself like five times. I don't know oh, why this happens. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> But is there anything else that you want to just get out there for our newcomers, people that are getting into crypto? This could be the first podcast episode that they listen to in their whole crypto career. What would you tell them? Right. 
you know, um, uh, like like those people that are listening and just want to get into it, they're like me. And it's uh, you don't need to be uh, the smartest uh, person um, to actually be able to educate yourself to a point to make informed decisions. Mm. Um, it can be very overwhelming in the beginning. Um, there are so many concepts um, uh, from like mining to nodes to hard forks, and you can completely like uh, lose overview there. But there are so many amazing resources out there online. And my only advice would be just educate yourself as, as much as possible. Otherwise, you're going to lose probably a lot of money, uh, you know, spending it on projects that you should not be spending on. In all honesty, like this, this podcast um, has been a great resource for me. Um, Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's because it's not focused on on the day to day fluctuations, the day to day, you know, the the weekly uh, fud or hype or whatever is going on. It right. really like analyzes some of the core concepts behind the technology, and I think yeah, that that is that is a great starting point. And um, yeah, um, there, there's there's a lot more out there, but you, education will be that. my uh, my my main my main recommendation there. A new guy getting into it is gonna lose a couple hundred bucks. Sure, do, do, that's okay. Right. And, and that's, that's how you learn. That's like, uh, that's basically, that's, that's the hard lessons that you learn. If you watch your, your nice portfolio tracker and you see, you know, the, the, the few bets that you made, the few investments that you made, and, uh, you see like 60% of the value evaporated, uh, within a month. Uh, but you also yep. have like the, the ones that do work. And, and I think, yeah, both, uh, you, you just, you just learn. And, right. uh, and, and with that knowledge, you're going to be able to make better, better decisions over time. Because I think that, you know, if other people hear bad things happen to people, then they are more willing to take risks because then they know um, this is going to happen. I'm okay with it. What was your biggest loss? My biggest loss was about mm-hmm. 2700 bucks on F. Okay, so my biggest loss would be, um, so that would be on my investment on, on Bitcoin Cash. And I only did that with like 300 euros. So I think that right now, um, like 150 euros, you know, evaporated there. So, okay. so far, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yo, Plus, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a little different than usual, but I really enjoyed it. If you want to come on and just talk about your experience in the crypto world, please send me an email or just, you know, send me an email for any reason you want. Crypto.101 at Outlook.com. You can find us on Twitter, crypto underscore underscore 101. You can find us on Instagram, crypto underscore 101. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Tumblr, crypto 101. Tell us what's up. We're, we're cool. We'd love to have you. We'd love to just talk, love to wrap out. Also, if you want to join the Crypto 101 team and you're somebody out there that, you know, is a blog writer, uh, Ross would like to have some help. Kaya would like to have some help on in marketing. We're still growing. If you do anything else, website design, marketing, digital marketing, e-marketing, videographer, whatever, you know, just send us an email. Let's wrap out. Let's have a Skype chat. Let's talk about it. Remember, we're just some dudes that got together and said, you know what? We need to have and fill this gap in the crypto world to bring 
just normal information to people about the blockchain, about getting into this game. And we really hope that you enjoyed the show. And last but not least, the songs today were by Foo Fighters, Everlong, Martin Fisher, Solstice, and the XX intro. Thank you very much. This is Matthew Aaron with Crypto 101.